All right, and welcome back to the Middle of the Park Podcast. I'm your host, Grady Hubbard, and along with me, as always, my co-hosts, Liam Fribley and David Koslow. Hey, Grady, I'm excited to talk about some footy today. How about you? I'm absolutely thrilled. We had a banging week of football this week, so let's get into it. Yeah, we sure did. Let's get into it, guys. And I think we should we should start off with a pathetic excuse for an organization and football team. Manchester United, nil, four. Brentford, what do you guys think about this one? I mean, Man United, I, d- I think we've said it before. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, 4-0 against Brentford. Um, is Eric Ten Hag a fraud? I don't know. Uh, he's, he's, he's bald, so he's halfway he there. He, yeah, that is a fact. I've definitely seen some stuff on Twitter and social media saying that our people, people are just asking him to leave, like just get out. Um which I think is kind of absurd because, like, they're not telling him to leave, like he's doing a bad job, but they're at, they're like pleading that he should leave the club and that, um, like, if he really loved the club, then he would leave. No, I think it's more just like get out while your career is still like yeah, in, oh, in, yeah. existing. It's st- it's still afloat. Yeah, like it's just like, and it's 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 kind of sad that it's gone to the point that like, Manchester like managers go to Manchester United to die, and like. And then they have to re- slowly rehabilitate their reputation afterward. And like I, I don't like. We said this last week. I don't want to start calling doomsday on a bad result. But this was like bad. This is this isn't like four nil. This is four nil in the first thirty five minutes of the game. Bad. Yeah. They were just this... getting attacked on the counter attack. They were just beaten on every ball. They were constantly being overloaded. McGuire was caught at a position God only knows how many times. I was disappointed in Dallow and Shaw. I just there's there's a lot of issues and you don't have to be like a genius to see it. Yeah, I think losing two one at Old Trafford week one definitely is a blow, but getting blown out by arguably a, a relegation fighting team um isn't a great look. Yeah. As a as a new man. To say the least. And it's just like looking at like some of these players on Manchester United. Jaden Sancho was like was a top ten best young player in the world two years ago. He was dynamic, attacking. He had interplay with Erling Haaland. The Dortmund team was fun, and it's like he's gone to Manchester United and he's just like lost his ability to play the game. Like it's 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 so night and day. I just there's they have some structural issues there. Yeah, and I, I think. We've we've discussed it before when Ole was in charge. I I don't think and uh, tons of people like actual pros on Sky Sports, NBC Sports have discussed it. Like, where is the problem? Is the problem in the dressing room? Is it the management? Is it like where? Like, how does this club? How is this club failing? I just, there's there's a lot of issues and it's hard to pinpoint it. And it's just I think like. As fans, as viewers, we've gotten used to it. It's just like, it's kind of like we've become desensitized. It's been 10 years now, I think, nine years uh, since they last won the league, 2013 maybe. And that was with like an aging Van Persie as striker. And yeah, other than Zlatan and Lukaku, maybe for a season, I don't think Manchester United have had a good striker in those 10 years. Yeah, and I think a lot of what I've seen is a lot of angry fans their their hatred's going towards the Glazers, the owners. Um, but, like, I think they can only take so much responsibility. Like, I I don't – it's just the club. Mm-hmm. 
And, and David, you have an outside view of like these issues. So like, what did you see that was just wrong with Manchester United? They just seem bad overall. I mean, they couldn't defend. They couldn't attack. I don't know. They just seemed discombobulated in every sense. Yeah, it's just like it was. It was really bad, too, when like we could easily see that Brentford were just going to take it easy in the second half consolidate not attack like the fans were calling for more and it could easily have been more but it's just manchester united just rolled over and and they have issues they They need to see it was lost from the first half they knew it was lost like there's Mm -hmm. nothing you can do to come back from it at that point and it's just like i don't know my man lindelof is rotting on the manchester united bench and it's just like and that hurts my heart because he's he's a sweden he's sweden's best center back he's much better than this mcguire martinez back line which is like this has also just been irritating me too i've been thinking about it is that like martinez is brought in by ten hog for a lot of money but he isn't like in the view of manchester united staff or players the second or best center back at the team like he is the third maybe fourth if you rank lindelof above him so i just don't it's just the recruitment makes no sense yeah i think your swedish bias is coming out but I don't. I don't, like could have Lindelof have saved this? Could he have? What like what difference would he have made in this match? Oh no, no difference whatsoever. <laughs> but it's just I think I, I think that like it's so so bad when I can look at a game and think that Lindelof might have made it better. Like I think that's where we're at right now with Manchester United. Yeah, I think we need. We should talk probably about the first two goals. Just absolute howlers. Just fucking. I, I, this is just like De Gea should be getting beaten in the training ground. Like he's, this like my man's gonna be having nightmares. That was embarrassing. It was like the very first ten minutes of the game. Like nothing like that should have ever happened. It's, I mean that it just shows some of the best can even make mistakes. But that that was a poor decision. And that was the second, a very the... bad decision. That was a very bad mistake to make. If, yeah. if mistakes were ever to happen, this was not the moment for it to happen. It just yeah, felt yeah. kind of scripted, the first two goals. I felt like it was just like Manchester United are rotting. Bad week. Linked to Marco Arnautovic and getting rejected. Linked to Rabio locker room cancer. And like it's just like... And it's that, that might be confirmed. I that, saw that, a picture of him in Manchester. And it's just like, so they've had a bad week, and then it's like 10 minutes, De Gea lets the ball slip through. It's just like, it just felt so perfect. It yeah. And it was and the second goal, I mean, you, you, it wasn't much better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then I think the fourth goal was probably the best goal that Brentford scored. Absolute godly counterattack. Um, but, I mean, Man United... Just more questions. It's, it's they have issues, and I don't see it getting better. We'll talk about the Liverpool Man United game, and we'll talk about Liverpool later. But yeah, there's there's some issues there, and I don't, I don't. They need to get like six, seven, maybe eight new players into that team, like, <laughs> and then like they need to rebuild. And they just and it's sad because like two years ago, Manchester United got second with a young team with excitement, and it has decayed. I don't know how that's possible. Ten Hag like has a goalie that doesn't know how to pass the ball. Like this is an athlete who cannot do his job 
as as like an, a human being on this. Yeah, and then your second string goalie that got loaned out saved a penalty mm-hmm. this week. And that's, that's just that's insane. And they have no true center back partnership. The fullbacks are weak. They have like eight, a seventy million pound fullback on the bench because he's not good enough to play. Like I just, oh my god. Yeah, like I I just don't know. Like I've, they had Alex Tejas last season and he's out on loan or they sold him and they brought in a new person it's just it's man united yeah i don't know man and it's just like we grew up in a time where it was just man united dominance and it's just like it feels strange now to see how far they've fallen yeah but it's it's like, yeah this is like a ridiculous display to the point where i was like man what is, what is going on mm-hmm but I don't know. I think Manchester United, they're going to have some, they're going to need a big overhaul. And Ten Hag should get out as soon as possible. Bring Ole back. I'm not sure about that one, but um, <laughs> let's move on to probably the most fireworks this week Chelsea versus Tottenham 2 2. This is the this is the fight week that we all wanted. I want, I want your, your guys. So, like, you got the UFC experience, you, you got the boxing experience. What is your take on the fights and the fight quality and like the the shithousery in this game? <laughs> I mean, I I think was it probably it was 2014-2015 there was a Tottenham Chelsea game that got out of hand really quickly. Mm-hmm. There were some nasty challenges studs up. Um and I remember seeing I remember watching that game and I remember seeing videos after that game and it's I think that's just that rivalry. This is that rivalry. It's the derby it's, it's just it's it's a dirty match it's it's like <laughs> i spent my favorite part of the game is when it's the the managers are shaking hands and i guess like is tuchel mad that conte is not looking at him he didn't look him in the eye he like shook his hand and kept on walking yeah it's just like and then conte's just like let go let the fucking go of me like, <laughs> like, like look me in the eyes look me in the eyes <laughs> And Tuchel's like seven inches taller than him. And yes. they're both balding. And it's like, that's hilarious. And yeah, Conte's very... like a cracked up Italian. Yeah, Tuchel's I, I like would... very tall, very skinny. <laughs> walking his way over to the bench. Tuchel definitely has the height on him. But I mean, I, I would put my money on Conte. I'm not He's got the lie. dog. Conte has the dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Yeah, it's just like, I don't I feel like Conte would rip hair off or like. Go like go straight for the jugular. Like he would do some bite. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I could see that. And you know know. what else bites? Their team. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, I don't know. It's like Tottenham are out of like. There's a lot to like talk about tactically in this game, like the way each team played. But it just felt like at the end, Tottenham had a lot of fight. Like the the Conte quote unquote mentality just came through. Yeah, um, I mean that came through and. I mean, a lot of people are calling for Anthony Taylor's head, the referee of this match, which, to be honest, it, it wasn't a great uh, a great showing from the ref, I'll be honest. No, it really it wasn't. What's your take What's your take on that, uh, that no call? On that, uh, what was it, the Hoiberg goal? Was it the first? Yeah, the uh, first goal. The first Tottenham goal? Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, I don't think it's that big of a deal because it seems like a, a different... Uh, I don't know. It happened too long ago for it to matter. Or the yeah, the foul happened too long ago for it to have any kind of impact on the goal once it happened. I definitely, 
agree with that. I think, I think I don't like. I think this is an issue of VAR. I, I Grady has right here. VAR does it work? Our favorite line in the podcast. I, I would recommend, highly recommend, going back and listening to that episode. We have so a deep like, discussion about it. And we can talk. And I think this is a this is a. And I'm I'm still a proponent of VAR. I think this is one where it, it's not VAR's fault. It's just an idiot ref's fault. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's too far back to bring it back. But I still yeah. think that's a pretty clear foul. It was yeah. crazy that. Tottenham escaped this game without getting a single yellow card. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how that's possible. I mean, Christian Romero like rips Cucurella's hair out. Yeah. And I, I think that's what I'm, I'm mentioning more with the VAR. I don't like VAR can't, they, their only decision is to just change if it's a red card. They can change a yellow card to a red card. But mm-hmm. when a foul isn't called in the first place and it's, like they can't, there's nothing they can do there. But uh, Romero throwing down Cucurella in the box, right in front of Anthony Taylor, and then him going and taking a peek at the screen um, is definitely wild. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> I didn't think, I didn't see it at first, but that was just like insane how yeah. that was not a red card. And then obviously, of course, it had to lead to a goal. Yeah. 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 The equalizer. And that's just like, it was pure scenes. I saw. Did you guys see Antonio Conte's Twitter? I mean, not Twitter, Instagram. I did see that. Um, what he happened? Was, he continued the beef with Tuchel. Yeah, he really. He, he, so like Tuchel after the second Chelsea goal, like ran down the sideline. Yeah. And like screamed, and he was all hype and shit and whatever. And then mm-hmm. Conte, I guess, he was like, "I'm, I'm happy. Like, you should be happy. I didn't see that." Or else I would have like fucked you up or something. Oh I don't my know. God. That's not exactly what he said. That's a that's a very like to the listeners that is a very big paraphrase. paraphrase. Like <laughs> he did not he did not say that, but that was the vibe that I got from it. Well, I saw both like post match interviews, and they were both like, "Yeah, you know, we're just two bros who are like passionate in the moment, man. Like I was having fun out there. Like it's not that deep." And so the <laughs> fact that you're saying that he continued it on his Instagram was hilarious. Well, no, it was funny because like they his so he, I guess he runs his Instagram. Oh, and then that's a good his idea. like media team deleted the post immediately because they're like, "This is like don't post this. This is really bad PR." And then he reposted it like five <laughs> oh, minutes later. My God. Which I just find hilarious. That's like What's that's the, the transparency I want to see. I want to see beef. Yeah, I mean this one ends two two. Um, honestly, it was a great goal by Ho- Hoiberg. Uh, even a better goal by Koulibaly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, that goal was fucking nasty. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, honestly, I can't wait to see this. Uh, these these two teams play again uh, later in the season. Yeah, my, my so my brother texted me after this game. He's like, "What a shit refereeing performance!" And I was like, "This might go down as like the worst one of the year so far." And then he said to me, "It's like just wait until Anthony Taylor manages the Tottenham Liverpool game away at Tottenham." And I'm just like, he's, "He is definitely he's suspect in the past yeah. few seasons. He has been very suspect." There's I don't think Mike Dean is I think Mike Dean is off of on pitch refing now, but that's so we were free from Mike Dean, but it's just like. Yeah, it's, I feel like the refs just keep on trying to one up each other with how bad they get. Yeah, and you got to you got to feel for Chelsea fans. I mean, Tottenham maybe shouldn't have had two goals, but I think they definitely shouldn't have had the last one. Yeah, for sure. But it's just I don't know. It's it's there's a lot of interesting things going on with these refs, and I think it's this is a good time. I guess we I'll, I'll jump right into the 
Liverpool Crystal Palace game because I'm t- I want to talk about like top four parity. I guess like, what do you guys think of this game? This is just disappointing, man. This whole game is just not fun to watch. <laughs> the entire time, you just have it in the back of your mind. Like Liverpool should be performing better, and there are so many chances. There are so many times they could have done better. So many times, like Mo Salah should have scored, and they just never. They just never. David, out here calling out Salah. That is oh. that's a deep cut right there, son. This is true, bro. I, there were, he had way too many chances, and you hear the announcers like, "Oh man." We saw that moment. You you think to yourself, okay, it's a guaranteed goal, but uh, for some reason it just wasn't today. I mean, Crystal Palace. Like I swear, Anderson and Ward and Decore just had like their heads were like magnets or something. They I think they had like fifty headers or something. Like, yeah, just every single time every, every cross. Yeah, every cross Trentson got uh, headed away. It's just like there's no point even watching. It's just like you know that they're gonna header it out, and it's just like. Liverpool, especially in the first like the first twenty minutes, I would say they were at the best. And then of course after the red card, I think yeah. they were at their best. Yeah. It's just they, they were dynamic. They were much better than Fulham. I thought that game was bad. And they were lucky for a draw then, but I think Liverpool could have gotten more in this game. Crystal Palace defended really well. They defended in a low block. It's what Liverpool struggles with. It's what Darwin was supposed to come to fix. But um, yeah, I honestly thought he scored in the first half on uh, a very close chance that hit off the post, but he uh, absolutely sliced it and fucked yeah. it. So I, just, God, I, 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 my, my celebration was quickly ruined because <laughs> it was it looked like it was a left footed shot going into the side netting, but um, it was not. And like, I don't want to be too harsh because he is young. He's twenty two, I think twenty two or twenty three. He's it's his first time in a big in like a big league. He's the big man. He has money. All this like pressure on him. He's mm-hmm. he's very raw. You can see how like raw he is. His first touch isn't great. His finishing on the run is terrible. Like I just don't know what he's doing half the like his his running, his like pressing, his intensity, his running is really great. I feel like he makes really great runs and he's getting the balls in the right position, but he just like he's he has like he has two left feet. I just like there, but like that's why I'm I'm hopeful because he's gonna be around great finishers who are gonna teach him. And like this isn't I don't think this is supposed to be the Darwin Nunez. You're unlike Holland, who's like the finished product already. Nunez, his year is next year. So like I don't want to be too harsh on him, but this was pretty lackluster before the red card. Yeah, no. it wasn't I, a great performance. Yeah, you know I am gonna bring it up now. I have the. Uh... I wrote down all of the predictions from last week. Liam, you said that uh, there would be a Nunez hat trick <laughs> and that Salah would have a hat trick of assists and that Liverpool would keep a clean sheet. Yeah. So, like, honestly, like, if you look at my prediction, it was pretty much correct. Like, Liverpool shouldn't have conceded. So, clean sheet right there. And then... Okay. And also, I wasn't thinking that Matip, Konate, and Gomez would all be injured, so Nat Phillips was going to play. And so, um, like, I, yeah, then, I mean, uh, I I have some questions about this lineup. I mean, um, Phillips being in, like, of, like he's got to be in because everybody else is injured. But I I was uh, questioning the Milner selection. I'll be honest. Um, I mean, we've lost Tiago, and. 
Harvey is going to be that attacking midfielder, but I don't think Milner is a balance between Fabinho, ultra defensive CDM, and Harvey Elliott, a, a, a attacking midfielder who also likes to play on the wing. Like mm-hmm. I would have preferred uh, Nabi Keita or even Hendo, to be honest. I think both. I think so. Gomez had a knock, so he was on the bench. I think Henderson had a knock, and I don't know. I just like. I don't want to be the fan that just says like we need new players because I know it's more complicated than that. And if we just start buying players because we need them, we're going to be Manchester United in two years buying shit players for over the top fees. Like, I understand why we're not doing it. It is it is difficult when you have an aging midfield and Milner is your first choice as a thirty five year old. Like, it's not great. Yeah, and I think um, though uh, Nunes got the card, I think. Jolto was also injured, but if he was healthy, I think well, if I was Klopp, I probably would have made a switch for Jolto for Nunez probably mm-hmm. around the same time that he got the card, probably 60th minute, 65th minute. Mm-hmm. Jolto, some fresh legs, good in the air. Um, I think he probably could have turned this game around. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking like maybe when Nunez come back in September, because he's got a three-game ban. Um, I think he's great for the off the bench role for now because he brings a lot of energy. He like, he brings excitement. He wants to get the ball. He wants to score. He like attacks tired legs. I think that's a good yeah. game. So like, and maybe, and Jota is just a better finisher and he's just yeah. a better player right now. Obviously he's injured. So like, and Firmino is allergic to goals <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have Mane, so we can't cover up a, yeah, I think I think we give, need to give a big shout out to Luis Diaz though. He, uh, oh my, he pulled, God. my man was, I don't want to say he was on the purest Colombian coke, but something <laughs> something lit up in him, and he was tearing Crystal Palace apart for the last he twenty minutes. Absolutely, fucking, he went off for like a straight ten minutes. This there was nothing stopping this man. Mm-hmm. There were like five people on him. He was on the ground, still wrestling the ball away from them. It was insane to watch. I mean, he he played like he was two players. He made it. That's like yes, he when, made we, when we were ten, and he made it even, like which was yeah. crazy. And and again, we're talking about how t- shit they were, but it was a draw. Yeah, and men like and Liverpool easily could have scored. And they, like, yeah, they had a lot of chances. And Crystal the, Palace could have easily taken it. There's a clear Zaha chance at the at pretty much at the end of the match. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he should have used his left good foot. Chances. Yeah, 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 but. You know, we take the one point. It's definitely not the start that Liverpool need for this season to to battle it out with Manchester or Manchester City. Yeah. But um, going into this game, I thought that it would sort of just be like a confidence boost for Liverpool, sort of like a return to formula. You know, uh, ahead of the Man United match for next week, and now I'm uh, <laughs> I'm feeling a little nervous, but we will oh, get to that in the predictions. Um, I, I guess we can talk about the Man City game briefly, and also just about the broader like, is the is the championship is like is the prem over? Is Man City just gonna win it? Oh, dude, that Man City game, I didn't get to see the whole thing, but I watched like the extended highlights. That it basically just looked like a highlight reel of everything that City did, just mm-hmm. because they so absolutely dominated that game. It is disgusting the things that they're able to do on that team. Oh my god. And like this is a hot take, but like so like we hate park the bus 
defending yeah. Crystal Palace did it. It's like it's it is difficult to watch. I would do yes. it if I was on a bad team or like a <laughs> worse team. I would do it if I was the coach. But like this is my hot take is that I think Man City are so good, they're so well drilled that it's more boring to watch Man City play than because it's just they're like they're too good. Like there's no jeopardy. Man City always yeah. win the ball back. They always play well. They always pass perfectly. They always score. The game's over in the thirtieth minute. Yeah, I mean, I I can only say one thing: fuck Pep, fuck Pep. <laughs> so, not a Pep fan. I think Pep is. I mean, like, like not. I mean, I don't hate him, but do like, you think he's overrated, overhyped? No, no, that definitely not. I think Pep Guardiola is probably like top ten, top five best managers of all time. He's like a genius. He's too smart. He's too obsessed. He he loves the game too much. He. And like, and this the scary part too is Holland touched the ball twice. Yeah, he he contributed to the uh, the the first goal that they got. Mm-hmm. He had another chance uh, when him and Foden were approaching the goal. Foden could have easily passed it to him for a tap in. He didn't though. He got greedy. Holland was visibly mad at that. Mm-hmm. But even though he didn't get like his chance to get a goal, he 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 did have a chance. But then he came off. Uh, they. It's like they didn't even need him. It was just like he's like a body and like five people defend him because they're all so terrified of what he's going to do. So like like the De Bruyne goal, which was insane. Yes, the De Bruyne goal was absolutely sickening to watch. Like like he can just he walks up and shoots because like there's the entire defense is just looking at Erling Holland the whole time because they're so terrified of him. Yeah. And and like I would be too. (laughs) Yes, this gigantic man, (laughs) this beast of a man. I don't want to be like reactionary or anything, but like I'm, I'm almost positive that Liverpool are fighting for second. <laughs> I don't see any way that Man City loses the league. Just I think with that's how a, insane they are. That's a safe assumption. And no that's other team sure that's what we predicted, them. right? Yeah. I don't. There are no teams that could win the league, David. Other than Man City, <laughs> that is my answer to that. Maybe Tottenham. Maybe. You maybe. think Tottenham could beat? Wow. I don't think there's any team that's better than Liverpool other than Man City over a 38 game season. But also Liverpool haven't been looking good. So agree with that statement. Like and and if Liverpool are injured like this for the whole season, then never mind. Liverpool are fighting for fourth like they did in 2020. We're fighting for Champions League football. If everyone's if everyone's healthy, Liverpool are an easy second, and Man City are, I hate to say, probably easy first. So, Pep is Pep is killing. He's killing the Premier League. He's just making it another Farmers League. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we, that's why I say fuck Pep because he's too good at his job. Yeah. yeah. So you guys want to talk about? I hear. See, David wrote right here. Jesus is hot. So I guess. You well, want, I did not write start, that. Did you want you want to start that off on the Arsenal Leicester game? Well. Yeah, I think Arsenal is a very very fun team to watch. They have a ton of just like beasts. Jesus. Martinelli, Zinchenko, Jaka, Saka. It's two people with rhyming-ass <laughs> names. They absolutely killed this game. I think the only reason... Well, first, the the Salido own goal. That was like the one first point for Leicester. And then this, uh, the second goal was just kind of lucky because it was just like perfectly in between the goalie's legs. Mm-hmm. And so, really... Arsenal just destroyed this game. I thought it was super fun to watch. Leicester didn't play a bad game. They just couldn't keep up with 
like the pure attacking power of Arsenal, one would say. And I, I think, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like, so Arteta is like Pep Guardiola's disciple. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So like, you can definitely see the way Arsenal play. There is a lot of influence. Hmm. Like the, the inverted fullbacks and the rotations and the fluid front line and the passing and the, like the, the pressing and the, the way they defend is very similar to Pep. It's like right. a, a young Man City. <laughs> they seem very cohesive. Mm-hmm. It just it looks like a fun team to be on, pretty much. And they they're gonna and they they don't. We saw it against Crystal Palace and against Leicester that they they can get got at. But I think they have attacking firepower to really push for top four this year. Yeah, um, I mean, I think one thing to add to that is um, when uh, Madison scored the second goal for Leicester and made it three two. I think, I think probably two seasons ago, last se- even maybe even last season. Mm-hmm. This game might have ended three three, um, but I think Arsenal are, are, have hit that turning point where they're they just know how to finish these games. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah, every single time they scored a goal, I was like, oh, okay, like they're done now. Mm-hmm. Especially with that third goal, and then they went back and got another one. Just, they they leave you surprised with everything that they do. It was really cool to watch. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal fall off later in the season, and you shouldn't be either, David. Mm-hmm. But like right now, they're they're riding a high. Yeah. Why would you think they fall off? Uh, well, I think um, Arsenal are susceptible to injuries. Uh, um, World Cup is happening in the in the winter. Yeah, that's another thing too that we we just will not be able to get like discover. Who knows how the World Cup? Like Liverpool could be trash the first, and then they have a month and a half break and then dominate or something. Or Man City might lose momentum, or they might just catch everyone. Like there's this isn't a normal season. So does the Premier League just go on pause? And then the World Cup happens, and yeah. then they continue the Premier League. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I heard that it was going to be in the middle of the Prem, and mm-hmm. I thought that it would just like happen at the same time, which doesn't make sense looking back on it. This makes a lot more logical sense for entertainment purposes. But I mean, yeah. it, it would have happened this summer, but since it's in Qatar and a billion degrees, oh, that's they, right. They, they're doing it, it in the winter. Qatar. Yeah, so like it's. I think it's from like November twentieth or something. November twenty first. Yeah, November late, to like late November. And then yeah, the, so like that's like, and I guess we can we can talk about that later too. But like certain teams will benefit from that because their players will have like a month break. Certain like Liverpool, I I don't think I can't imagine Liverpool sending that many players to the World Cup. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, so like they could really benefit Klopp from like training with the players for an entire month, like friendlies like practices training getting people healthy like that's an example of that but then like certain teams like man city maybe or i think arsenal would have a lot of players at the world cup like they're gonna be tired and exhausted especially in, in the heat playing right. a lot of games it's, who knows what's gonna happen but yeah right i, mean, I think it's a boost for like those mid-table teams mm-hmm. like brighton southampton crystal palace not all their players are going to be going to the world cup mm-hmm. and the, or also like a lot of we have to think about it too, that these players are trying to prove themselves to get into the world cup. Right. right. So like all those younger English players, the Gallagher's, the like certain players like the essays or the oldest, like they're trying to, they're fighting for a spot on the England team. They're fighting for spots in their national teams. So they're going to play differently than they would if the world cup was next summer. And then at the same time, there are people who are trying really hard not to get hurt before mm-hmm. the world cup. 
that's another thing too. Yeah, it's it's, it's actually there's a lot of it, it is strange, and we're gonna we're gonna do our World Cup pod soon. And yeah, I um, I, spoiler alert: Sweden's not winning it this year. So uh, don't tune into that if you want to hear about Sweden. And, <laughs> but it's I'm excited for this World Cup. I am too. No, I, you know we're let's hop over across the across the English Channel and South a little bit. I want to talk about the La Liga season started this weekend. It's time for Liam's corner. It's it's time for Liam's a little La Liga roundup. Uh, I watched the the three big teams play. Uh, Atletico Madrid won three 0 off of Joao Felix's three assists. It was really nice. Atletico Madrid's kit made me sick. What was it? I just look it up right now, but I'll describe it for the uh, for the listeners. It's just like yeah. this, like. So it's like stripes, but it's like wavy. Wavy stripes. I feel like I'm drunk watching them. Like, like, and I, it's just like it's it's the, it's similar, but it's wrong, and I don't like it. But they played well, so good for them. And then um, Barcelona played on the on Saturday, and they were they were a work in progress. Lewandowski scored, but it was called offside. He should have had a penalty in the end, but they were just flat. Dembele was bad. And it's just they're they're they are a completely new team. They had like four or five players out there who have never played with them before. There's a lot of chemistry issues, but they got a lot of work on. And then Real Madrid, they did what they did all of last season. They they came back to win it. Alaba scored a really nice free uh, free kick. And uh, that's my uh, La Liga roundup. This is where you put in the jingle, Grady. Okay. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But thank you, thank you, Liam. Thank you, thank you, David. Um. We can quickly touch on some of the transfers. I think that I've some rumors that are popping up and some stuff that we might have missed from last week. Um, I don't remember, but Timo Werner is back at RB Leipzig, and he was actually at the Chelsea game, Chelsea Tottenham game this week. He watched it in the stands. He, I, I saw a video of him in the stands. <laughs> I, I don't know why he went back to London, but you know, apparently he's a blue. More power to him. Yeah. Um, I like the, I like this move for Leipzig. They have a lot of attackers. I don't think Werner starts for them when everyone's healthy, but it's another option. I what do you what do you think about his legacy at Chelsea? Um, I mean, my man got slandered for like two, three seasons straight. <laughs> um, he definitely missed a lot of chances that he probably should have finished for his price tag. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember exactly how much he was bought for, but um. I wouldn't call him a, technically a flop, but he underperformed, I would yeah. say. And he, he always played hard. He got a lot of assists. He fit the system. I think, I mean, they won the Champions League with him starting. Yeah. Like, he wasn't terrible. I think, I, I think Chelsea I think it's, a bit kinder to him. I think it's the same thing with sort of with Kai Havertz, where he's like, he's had moments to shine, but he hasn't really fulfilled his full potential. Yeah, they've definitely not flopped. And I, I think it's good for Werner, but. Yeah, I think he, he wasn't exactly successful at Chelsea. He was he wasn't yeah. Lukaku, but that I would I would call that him a flop. That would that would be a, a very expensive flop. But how about this one? Christy Ronaldo to Atletico Madrid. I mean, just a rumor right now that we're hearing because we've got uh we've got ears everywhere. But you know, um We have our people. Yeah, we do have our people, but I mean he want he I guess I think he wants to leave. We said Man United are mudded. Um, I I'm not sure. I think there was this idea of his homecoming back to Manchester United, 
that seems so great for the fans and great for his legacy, but it's 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 ending in a sour taste. Yeah, uh, he's just not played very well, <laughs> and I don't I don't know what team wants to take on a thirty seven year old who demands like three hundred thousand pounds a week or more. I'm pretty sure it's more than that. I just don't I don't know what smart big team in the Champions League would want to do that. I doubt Atletico Madrid would do that. I'm pretty sure the Atletico Madrid fans would like riot if Cristiano Ronaldo went there. Yeah, I think uh, I think his only move at this point is probably either keep playing with United and retire there or return to Sporting CP in, Port- mm-hmm. in Portugal and finish his life there, finish his career there. What about MLS? <laughs> Where would you want to see him in MLS? DC? Oh, that'd be insane. <laughs> DC United. Oh, shit. I think I think I think he'd probably go insane if he if he was at the MLS. Oh, I mean, he's yeah, like he's he's, he's angry at Manchester United right now. If he, he had would, to play with uh, he's fuming on the with computer. Ravel Morrison and uh, Wayne Rooney as the gaffer, I think I think uh, Cristiano Ronaldo would freak out. I think he probably like commit like seven murders oh so i think he, like, he might not he might not legally be allowed to come to the united states no i think oh that it. is true there was but, some controversy, but, we'll, but we don't we'll, have to get into that we'll right skip now. on to the next one how about these chelsea rumors uh anthony gordon and wesley fafana do chelsea have money to burn you know i don't know fucking 40 mil for everton's white boy is <laughs> i mean i don't know what to say this is a brexit choice david he was putting in some work today he was running he was using his legs <laughs> to run david you ran he had Everton. a few shots on goal he had a goal he, he did not have a goal he was offside <laughs> that's true he was offside this is like yeah. I, I don't know understand this is like ross barkley 2.0 but worse because like at least ross barkley was water. good <laughs> he's a young player and he tries really hard and the everton fans love him i'll give him that but Chelsea like, I do think, not need him. I think if he wants to play Premier League football, he should stay with Everton. Yeah, like, I don't like, know what is going on. Like, he's a starter for Everton. Like, I think there, there's an idea, like, holy shit, Chelsea, this top six club wants to buy me. That's, that's like, a great opportunity. But you're behind Raheem Sterling. You're behind Kai Havertz. You're behind... These Christian Pulisic, yeah, like the world's best. You're gonna, your only playing time is gonna be in like the FA Cup and like the first round against some like Stockport County league. Like, yeah, yeah. I just like I don't, and it, and also just for Chelsea, why would you waste your money buying? I mean, a, I, a young winger from Everton. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much money Everton could get with forty mil, but like. It would, I think it, but and I, actually, I think they rejected the offer. Um, so they want more technically. This is, this is insanity from everyone. I don't, I yeah. don't know what's going on. And also, like Wesley Fofana for a hundred million. I, I don't. I that's that new American money they got. Chelsea's guy, I guess. <laughs> Todd Bowley, Todd Bowley is just like he is the sporting director, and he's never watched a game in his life. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's just like, oh my god. He. I, I, these are two transfers that I would be not necessarily shocked or stunned, but just like confused, disappointed. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't like who who's I don't know who the winner is. <laughs> I don't. I. I mean, if fucking Lester get a hundred mil, that's a dub. Yeah, like easily, and McGuire, and that's also a dub for Harry Maguire. Like Harry Maguire is officially oh, not the most expensive uh, defender in in like yeah. history. He is happy. 
But I just Wesley Fafana played like shit against Arsenal. He got absolutely rinsed by Gabriel Jesus and Martinelli, and Chelsea are like, we want this man. Yeah, for hundred million, we will pay you a hundred million. But you know, that's just our our perspective. Yeah, but they they also could be insane. So who knows? Anyway, Uh, no, okay. This is my last thing I'm gonna say. Anthony Gordon is like the pure like he's got desire merchant. That's that's. (laughs) He wants it exactly. He just wants it more. Yeah, and and that's good. That's good. Uh, I've seen clips of him running, and he he has energy. (laughs) He sure does run. He runs, and and that's good. And he's better than me at the sport. So like, okay, I'll give him that. But good luck, Chelsea. Anyway, let's let's jump into predictions. We we teased it earlier. David, Manchester United, Liverpool. Who's winning? At Old Trafford. I this was honestly Answer a very, very hard thing for me to predict. Because David, both these David, teams David, please, that's not that hard. Come on. It's Liverpool beat Manchester United five nil and four nil last year. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Last but season, yes. That was that was a that was kind of a while ago. Isn't it kind of a different team with all the injuries? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Dave. What's your prediction? My prediction is a tie because I can't choose. I try to think to myself which team is more likely to score on who, and I can see uh, many nights scoring on Liverpool. I think they're both in a weird... Okay, I, I can also see Liverpool scoring on many nights to make that clear. But I think they're both in like a very odd zone from at least the things that I've seen in the past few weeks where they have so many chances that they should be scoring or they could be scoring, but they're just not looking effective on the field. And I I couldn't... It was very hard for me to choose. I'm choosing a tie. All right. um, I'll, I think I'll it'll take... be a very low-scoring game or a very high-scoring game. <laughs> but it's still a tie. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it'll <laughs> be, like be very... like 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> I think it'll be it'll very either be 0-0 zero, zero or 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> it might be like 1-1. One, one. I'll okay. say that. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a punt on this one. Manchester United are shockingly terrible, and Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool haven't been great, but they've had they've shown quality in the last two games. Salah hasn't played fantastic. He is going to score a hat trick against Manchester United. I'm saying three 0 Liverpool. It will not look pretty for Manchester United. That's my prediction. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that almost perfectly. I don't think. I think I would love to see Salah have another hat trick at Old Trafford. I think that would make him the best African player in the Premier League, but that's just me. Um, but I do see him scoring, and I do think Liverpool are going to win, I would say, 2 or 3 nil. Um Yeah. All right, so clip it for next week when it's a 5-5 draw on David's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay, yeah, I don't I would know. Love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. David, did you throw this one in? Leicester versus Southampton. I did not. Throw this. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, to be honest, this this week, this upcoming week, there's only one banger, and I mean, we just went over it. But I mean, Leicester. This is like the, This is going to be a. These two teams are fighting for seventh place, I would say, or like ninth place. Um, but you know. I'm feeling a Lester dub. This is going to this Lester. I think this is going to be like a, a a vintage Jamie Vardy performance. Um probably scores two goals. Okay. I think a Lester suck. Fair um, enough. Lester have sold four players. 
and are trying to sell Fofana and Tielemans and haven't bought anyone. They are not very good defensively. They're not very good offensively. They have no first-team goalkeeper. Uh, Southampton are shocking. They are... <laughs> I just like... <laughs> I mean, I think, I, think, I think something that I meant to bring up was uh, Leicester's goalie made a mistake. Uh, to that led to one of the Arsenal goals, and if he doesn't make that mistake, that game that game might end up three three. But if my grandmother was a, and that's just, and that's an if, like, and that's an if. I just like I don't think these are very good teams. I think this will this will be one to skip, in my opinion. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with one one. And then okay, so the, this is the big one. So Ted Lasso versus Todd Bowley. Chelsea versus Leeds. Who's taking it? I'm saying Leeds on this one. I'm shocking the world. I think Leeds has what it takes. Mostly, I just don't really like Chelsea, and I think Leeds. <laughs> I mean, like that's this. a that's a position I can get behind. That's a, that's a, it's a it's not a, it's just purely emotional. <laughs> I enjoy Leeds more than Chelsea, and I think Leeds can do it. I think Chelsea have had some issues so far this season. And you know what? I'm going to agree with David where Leeds will play well, but I think Chelsea will win 2 0. <laughs> yeah, I think Chelsea are going to win <laughs> as well. However, I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds get on the score sheet. Um, yeah, I would probably say 2 1 or 3 1. All right. All right. And that's, and that's, the, that's the predictions. I think. This is going to be an interesting weekend. Manchester United Liverpool. David thinks it's going to be five five. So stay in tune for that. That's a game oh, to watch. I said, sorry, I said one one. Okay. Anyway, so five five, and I'm just going to shout out quickly. The listener. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm the week, I wanted to shout him out so bad that I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Jump the gun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's your guys' goal? Great. My goal week. Take it away. I mean, my goal week, it might be cliche, but it's Brentford's fourth goal in Buebo. Um Just scored a, a, a counterattack. They clear it from their own box, and Ivan Tony plays a perfect ball and um, just caps off a great Brentford performance. Um, yeah. That's a good shout. I don't think it's as good as Kevin De Bruyne's goal. Little, little Travella. Yeah, it's just a little pretty little. little it's it's little it's saucy. It is saucy, and it's 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 Kevin De Bruyne. So he's always he always looks like he's just walking. It looks like he's always in control, and that, it's just smooth. That's why I like it. Yeah, I was also gonna say De Bruyne. It's I saw that goal, and it kind of it, it shocked me. It was it was a work of art. Stunned. I think for pure <laughs> shock factor, it does go to Diaz just because I wasn't expecting it. No, yeah. yeah, that was, I, was I was just like, especially in the Liverpool context suck. of the game. Yeah, like this is terrible. I don't like watching this. Like, but then Diaz just brought the life into me. But as a pure beautiful goal, is definitely De Bruyne. Yeah, a pure right, so, technical skill. It was, it was something to see. Mm-hmm. All right, Grady. Now, can we shout out the listeners? I'm not stopping you. All right, shout out to the listeners. We had we had our last our last episode was exploding. And I think this one's going to do the same. Yes, exploring with uh, four listeners. Shout <laughs> out to you. Can we get to five this week? 
if we if we get to five listeners, David will record the next podcast naked. That's true. The last episode was pretty long, but I mean, we had to make our return, um, and there was definitely some audio issues. Hopefully, those have been cleared up in this episode. Um, but I mean, what a great week of football! Looking forward to next week. Um, peace. Peace. Peace.